0: debate, and you probably didn't. I mean, for most of you, you probably didn't. Certainly not the whole thing. The uh, headline out of it is the billionaire Bloomberg, who spent all this money and, and risen up in the polls, just got pummeled, while Bernie, who's far and away the favorite right now, nationally, in the states he's already won and the states coming up, um, everybody left him alone for some reason.
1: More or less... Although, you know, the shots that landed were the shots that have landed before. You can't possibly pay for this. It's unrealistic. You can't get it passed and the rest of it. But the, it's, it's, that is the well, rap against Bernie. So it's not going to catch your attention. Well, how about this?
0: Bloomberg's own campaign manager tweeted out two days ago. We've got an op ed or an Oppo research file on Bernie that's going to disqualify him.
2: All oh, right.
1: Well,
0: how about lay out maybe one or two nuggets last night? Since you're getting just flamed on stage, and the guy standing at 31% over there, you just left him alone. Yeah. What are you holding back on? That makes me think they don't actually have oppo research on Bernie, that that's a bluff.
1: I wonder. Why would you
0: hold it back? What are you waiting for?
1: You know, sometimes I find myself thinking about whether it was Hillary or, or really any candidate. I think... Maybe they were laying low because they're waiting till by blah, blah, blah. They just wanted to go. When is that? then it work? always turns out that no, they're incompetent. Yeah. When has
0: that ever worked? I don't think it would seem to me that for all campaigns, give everything you got now. Your best effort now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for this state or that whatever. Yeah.
1: Cause that doesn't seem to
0: ever work for anybody.
1: Well, it reminds me of a conversation I've had with my kids who are now all young adults. Um, and, and I think any of us who are, who are past 40 have pretty much fully realized this there's a lot more incompetence than you guessed as a child. You thought adults had it all together, and now, you know, you get to a point where you figure out there are a few folks who really have their act together and know exactly what they're doing. There are a hell of a lot of us who 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 have a decent idea what we're doing, but it's just the world keeps coming at us, so we're just doing our best. And then there are the just complete flaming incompetence. And, you know, the more I observe politics, the more I realize that, a lot of these people are just bad at their jobs or they, their prejudices get in the way. And I don't mean like racial prejudice, just the, the strategy that's of the past. They're so in love with them. They stick with them even when the times have changed. So uh, it could be, uh, you know, Bloomberg and his people, the best money could buy, are just bad at their jobs. Mm. Having said that, Uh, It was a jazzy debate. I mean, and never mind if you don't give a damn about who which Democrat wins, Um, although I think everybody does because, you know, who you're running against if you're a Republican. But man, the knives are out there beating the heck out of each other, including, you know, uh, uh, Pete, uh, little Pete trying to humiliate Amy Klobuchar, her not having it. Liz was just had a machine gun up there and was spraying rhetorical bullets Um, At everybody except really Bernie, as Jack pointed out, we have a highlights package. We'll play it for you. We're going to pause and discuss and the rest of it. But uh, positive, Sean, if you'd be so kind as to roll that.
2: I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. I actually welcomed Mayor Bloomberg to the stage. I thought that he shouldn't be hiding behind his TV I don't think you look at Donald Trump and say, we need someone richer in the White House. Let's put forward somebody who actually lives and works in a middle-class neighborhood in an industrial
0: Midwestern city. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Look,
3: (laughs) One thing that I'm um, really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk it got out of control and it's not wow yeah that's
0: That's so weak was that his first response to that controversy yes on a debate stage and that was it yeah you don't have a great line that ready to go the one thing i'm um, embarrassed
1: about or um think about um
0: really he actually sounds like he was coming up with that off the top of his head. Yeah. Like Sean said, how could you know that was going to come up? The the uh two biggest knocks against you are stop and frisk and uh, your woman problem. Yeah. And you you didn't seem like you'd put any thought
3: into it prior to that moment. At least that's the way it came off. Can we hear that again, uh, P.S.? Really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. It got out of control. And it's not whether he...
0: Wow, you gotta have a, a line. My intentions were great. It ended up bad. Here's why, and then like three here's what points. I've learned, and here's what we do going but, forward
1: but, in the brave new world I will create wow. for you. Well, yeah.
0: I uh, well I, uh, I I didn't know anybody was going to mention this. I just can,
1: I, can somebody please get me a job working for these candidates because I know they overpay. Well, maybe um, maybe especially the, him. Maybe the yeah. coaches are back in the room.
0: Well, we practiced this a thousand
1: times. It could What be. are you freaking doing? It could be. As uh, the headline, my favorite headline about uh, what's-his-face, because uh, I'm trying to find the headline. Oh, about uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg is the smirking id of America's elites. Well, if you're dealing with the smirking id of America's elites, they probably don't take instruction terribly well.
0: I The, 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 knock, the, the knock on billionaires getting treated the way they get treated, and they're not ready for any resistance... I know, just with, with my job, I get treated in a way that uh, I'm going to be shocked when it ends, <laughs> um, when I'm businesses and stuff oh, like yes, that. Oh, yes, Mr. Armstrong, I, it we are or Mr. Armstrong. I know that happens all the time, and I can imagine if you're a billionaire, and that's your whole life, every moment, every day.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. At least Bloomberg can play the self-made card, but every word that drips from his lips tends to contradict the whole self-made image well,
0: but that's decades ago he's been right. this rich guy for 50 years good point yeah so, every meeting he's ever in he's he his comment that's a great idea so oh, he's Mr. convinced bloomberg, himself. sir
1: another home run sir <laughs> oh, i could kiss his so uh positive sean let's let's hear the the bloomberg weakness again because uh, biden's responding to that um really
3: worried about embarrassed about was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. It got out of control. And it's not whether he apologized or not. It's the policy. The policy was abhorrent. And it was, in fact, a violation of every right people have. I have no Pause
1: there. That, that was Joe Biden at his best. I don't think it violated my right against search and, uh, illegal search and seizure or cruel and unusual punishment. Joe is just, he's a nice old fella, but not quite sharp. Doesn't it, isn't that the definition of illegal search and seizure, the stop and frisk, though? Libertarians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, was, yeah it was not cruel and unusual punishment, right, though, right. and it certainly didn't uh, <laughs> impact my right to exercise my religion.
0: No, but, um, uh, yeah, you're right about that. It's not just minorities who are bothered that. Libertarians
1: of all stripes hated that policy. Problematic policy, yeah. yeah. But Joe just was doddering old Joe. He's fine. He's Wait, fine. Remember but... when the debate started,
0: like, five years ago? Um, Eleven debates ago, when Joe Biden was at the center, and it was all about how to take him on and everything right. like that. Now he seemed like, why are you even up there?
1: Yeah, an afterthought. Okay, roll on. And I said, hey, He's yes, got out you're...
2: of
3: control, <laughs> and it's not whether... <laughs> the kind That's of funny. behavior that the Me Too movement, movement no, has no, no, exposed. No, too far. Violation right now, just... of every right people have. I have no tolerance for the kind of behavior that the Me Too movement, movement has exposed in my foundation. The person that runs it's a woman. Seventy percent of the people there women. In my company, lots and lots of women have big responsibilities. They get paid exactly the same as men.
2: And I hope you heard what his defense was. I've been nice to some women. (laughs) Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story?
3: There's agreements between two parties that wanted
2: to keep it quiet and that's up to them. We are not going to beat Donald Trump with a man who has who knows how many non-disclosure agreements and the drip, drip, drip of stories of women saying they have been harassed okay. and discriminated against. That's not what we do as Democrats. Mr. President.
3: I believe in democratic
0: okay, socialism. So just, just on that topic, I, there is no good response to that, really, and that's why he needs to change the subject. But are we going to decide as a nation that, Anybody that's ever sexually harassed a woman can't be president. It's, thirty years ago, is that where we are? Maybe yeah. that maybe that is where we are. Maybe that is where we should be. Are but that, that's sort of what she's insinuating, isn't it? Yeah. If there's well, a woman that comes out and says you sexually harassed her, you can't be president.
1: Again, Bloomberg was utterly unprepared for that uh, attack. Yeah. You know, I could I could give me thirty seconds, I'll come up with a pretty good response. But he acted as if he was surprised it happened. Hmm. So. <laughs>
3: I believe in democratic socialism for working people, not billionaires. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What did I miss here? Well, you'll miss that. Listen to uh, that response. To me, that was was the
0: line of the night. That's a great line. It's hilarious and good. There's an entire generation oh. that view their their uncles and they, it's the party that cried communism. They have been desensitized to the socialism communism thing because right. all these policies get described as that. Uh-huh. And so it, it just doesn't carry any weight. And it's viewed as a lazy argument against what they are in favor of for that crowd. Yes. But that's not the way it's going to play on the national stage.
1: Although he think. calls himself a democratic socialist, and they're saying the leading socialist has three houses, his fellow Democrats said that.
0: I just, I just think it's interesting that that line got no response. Right. right. In in a in a in a normal crowd, it would have gotten some applause. Yeah,
1: yeah. In the general, it will. Well, you'll miss that I work in Washington, House
3: 1. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, House 2. That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. Where is your home? Which tax? Which tax haven do you your home? New York City, thank you very much, and I pay all my taxes. And I'm happy to do it because I get something for it. And Mitch McConnell, I've been the object of his affection and the President's affection. The way he's gone after me, this new Republican Party. After me, after my son, after my family. I don't need to be told I'm a friend of Mitch McConnell's. Mitch McConnell has been the biggest pain in my neck in a long, long time. And that's what we are saying, Pete is maybe it's a time for the working class of this country to have a little bit of power in Washington rather than your billionaire campaign contributors. (laughs) Uh, All right, look, first of all,
1: (laughs) all, and
3: if there are a few people who make ugly remarks, who attack trade union leaders, I disown those people. They are not part of our movement. But
2: leadership is about
3: what you draw out of people. It's what uh, it's about how you inspire people to
2: act. Win, I have an idea of how can we move can us forward. stop sexism on the internet. We could nominate a woman for candidate uh, for president of the United States. Mayor Buttigieg.
1: You know, that was her big applause line. She's already and she screwed it up. Amy, she's just not ready for prime time. Well, I don't know if it's on she She's the... Scott Walker in a skirt. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Does
0: this montage include the post-it note thing? I don't know. I, I don't believe I it does. Ruin it, but so it was cute. Elizabeth Warren was blasting their various healthcare proposals and said Amy Klobuchar's plan could fit in a post-it note. And Amy Klobuchar says, "Well, I take offense because post-it notes were invented in Minnesota." <laughs>
1: And I thought, what,
0: what the hell is yeah. that? Yeah. What, what is that? What do yeah, you say was that is, running for real That's her election. awkward
1: aunt energy. Her awkward aunt energy. Yeah, and, it and just, just her boosterism because yeah. she's never going to be president. I
0: hear so. that line, and I think, I'll bet her potato salad is fantastic. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, what a weird comeback to that.
1: <laughs> secretary of potato salad. Or side dishes in general. All right, is there more?
2: Mayor hey, Buttigieg really has a slogan that was thought up by his consultants to paper over a thin version of a plan that would leave millions of people unable to afford their health care. It's not a plan, it's a PowerPoint. And Amy's plan is even less. It's like a post-it note, insert plan here. Bernie. I'm, I'm,
0: more, I'm more of a Microsoft Word guy. <laughs> no, I must post. say
2: I take personal yeah, offense it. since post-it notes were invented in my state. <laughs> Booyah! Oh, Headshot! So
1: Come great. back but from that. Your Try to, to stop that! Fire. Our next president! Huh? Huh? What, how are you going to respond to that one? Take that! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
2: Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty.
3: Spreading the
1: news. I'm what? Where's your today? home? What tax haven do you have your home in? Yeah. To be a New York
0: City. New York, a couple of old Jewish guys New yelling at each York, other. Why don't you go back to the Hamptons?
1: Uh, the Vermont, wherever you live. That's my egg salad sandwich. I was here first. I'm number 14. Are you trying to keep me out of Del Boca Vista? <laughs>
0: Saw this headline today, New York Post, Mark Zuckerberg. Remember him? Sure. Evil, red-haired, Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg reportedly gets his armpits blow-dried before speeches, according to the New York Post. I don't know if that's true or not. That's odd.
1: I don't care if it's true or not. I'm pretending it's true. (laughs) Yes. There you go. I'm going to accept it as truth. Now, he famously wears a T-shirt, right? Uh, Does he ever throw on the second shirt? He, He threw on a suit for Capitol Hill, right? He's a t-shirt guy.
0: So is somebody's job to stand there with a blow dryer? Or does Does he he hold his arms up like talking to people or on the phone? Zero chance he does it himself. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. He's got some. He's got a pit blower? Yeah. Good work if you can get it. (sighs) Found that one on Glassdoor. I thought, well, that's for me. And I I was so fortunate I got the job. I lied on my resume and I got the job. Four interviews later, they offered me the job. (laughs) Zuckerberg's pit blower. Nice. Oh, hey, listen, this story, I've got a handful of things that kind of gotten shoved aside by the big stories of the day, and I I hate to do that, but big piece in the WAPO, limiting immigration over the next four decades would do little to stop. uh, It could push the country into a population decline, according to a new report by the U.S. Census Bureau. Long and short of it is we're not having babies. Native Americans are not having babies. And for the first time in decades, What's that? You don't mean Indians. You said, "Native Americans." Sounds no, no, like I mean, you mean people, Indians. People who are born in the United States. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I've never loved that term. It's just silly.
0: You know, they say Indians again. My kids did a project on the Indians. They say
1: Indians again mm. in schools. Huh? Yeah. How do they feel about indigenous peoples? I don't mind that. It's a little long. Although everybody came over from somewhere, everybody emerged from you know, sure, Africa or whatever, whichever theory you accept. For the first time in the decade, Census Bureau gamed out how varying degrees of immigration could impact the U.S. population in terms of growth, age, racial diversity, and its labor force. Now, long and short of it is, according to William Fry, who's a demographer who analyzes the census for the liberal Brookings Institution, we desperately need immigration to keep our country growing and prosperous. Uh, it's the reason we've had a robust economy and economic growth is we've had a population growth. Our, we've had a growing population year after year since, you know, the founding. And we won't anymore unless we permit lots and lots of immigration
0: okay i'm fine with that, but let's let's have some uh, idea where we want people to come from, and i don't think there's anything wrong with deciding that
1: well, and how about this and what bet, skills you bring well right and and let's take twenty minutes to have a discussion with Americans about what would it look like if indeed our population froze or started to shrink? Would that have an effect on your life? Would that be a good thing? bad thing, neutral neither how about uh, more immigration as Jack said from where and in what by what method? Uh, But instead, no, we just shout slogans at each other. Listen, I think there's too much immigration too fast. You're a racist. Then where does that leave us? I don't know.
0: More analysis on the debate. What would you think? 415-295-KFTC. so the um, musical group bone thugs and harmony has changed its name to boneless thugs and harmony and is now uh, having
1: lost their bones it promoting
0: a uh, a buffalo wild wings I don't know much about bone thugs and harmony but it, it sounds kind of street and tough and boneless thugs and harmony changing your name to promote chicken wings makes me think you're not quite as street and tough as you sounded and more just uh, entrepreneurs
1: well at this point they're Careers, to the extent that they have one, sure, I get it, cash in. <clears throat> there was some 20-year-old uh, rapper from New York who was gunned down in a home invasion in Los Angeles just the other day. Some young man of note. It's a uh, dangerous work, being a rapper in L.A., apparently. Um, it was interesting, some of the responses to it were uh, all about, and these are like Nicki Minaj was like, the Bible says the worst thing is jealousy, and there's going to be something, something. But nobody was talking about, this is a horrific crime, and my God, I hope the authorities bring the uh, mm. perpetrators to justice. No, everybody was kind of posturing like they knew what was going on, and I found that interesting. Again, it's dangerous work.
0: We've got some of the analysis of the debate coming up from various leading lights of the Democratic Party. That's uh, kind of interesting. They're worried Is the uh, is the short version of that. Did you know it's a Girl Scout cookie season? They pulled seven thousand U.S. adults and discovered once and all for once and for all which is the Girl Scout cookie America likes the best. What do you expect it is? You know what it is—the thin mint, of course. Naturally,
1: got a thin one of the mint. The greatest cookies. What's one of the greatest things ever created? Yeah,
0: you're right, including mm. penicillin and in automobiles.
1: Yeah, and it supports the the Girl Scouts, which is a fabulous organization. The Boy Scouts filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, the national organization did. The local chapters are uh, independent entities, for yeah. those not following this story closely. It's it's a shame. It's a shame. It's also a, a hell of a shame that there were uh, little boys being molested.
0: Regularly for decades.
1: Yeah, by pervs. Yeah, back mm. to the Girl Scout thing. Sick, if, sick pervs. Anyway, yeah. Y-
0: you put a package of Thin Mints in the fridge, oh, man. There, there, are, there are not many things better than the Thin Mints fresh out of the refrigerator. I don't know why, but it's a... I often pair it with uh, with ice cream because I can't get enough sugar when I'm eating those things. Oh, that'd primarily. be good with ice cream. I was about yeah. to say, with a Oof. cold glass of milk. Yep. Oh, my oh. God, that's mm-hmm. good. Holy god. Do you eat the whole sleeve? Because I do. Oh, <laughs> I kind of yes. consider oh, a sleeve please. a portion. Yeah. What? That is
1: like, One serving. Yeah, that's a serving. Two servings in the box. A serving of <laughs> Thin Mints is the sleeve. When my girls were Girl Scouts, I consumed an unholy number of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I would never binge like that. Oh. But it was... You consider <clears> that <throat> binging to, de- to yes, sleep? Yes, it's disgusting. It's horrific. You're like a dog. Eh, no not, offense.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you calling me stupid, Pete? Well, at least... What are you calling me stupid? At least I'm not calling you a horse-faced lesbian. Well, right? it wouldn't be that
0: much more than eating like a Long John donut, would it? A maple bar, oh, eating a sleeve yes. of cookies—way
1: worse. You think? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: the density. <laughs> yes, they man. Both look
1: at me with dismissiveness. The Are you calling me stupid, Pete? No, it's not dismissiveness. <laughs> it's disdain. It's subtly different. It's a much denser treat. Hey, by the way, but every time I'm, it's mostly air. Where's my
2: uh, HFL? Every horse-faced time we, lesbians. Yeah, every time
0: we mention the debate, we got hey, there.
2: we go. There you go. Horse-faced lesbians. Yeah, I thought we were on the same page, <laughs> but I've thought that many times.
1: <laughs> hey, the HFLs, listen. There are so many important things that politics can lead to in our lives. I mean, where where the the politics meets real life is where we ought to be focused, but we're not. It's it's usually dumb stuff or grandiose Santa Clausian plans that'll never come true and it makes me crazy. But then you get the part of politics that is throwing, you know, aspersions at each other or fairy tales and the rest of it that ignore reality. Here's a good example of it. The whole women getting paid 77 cents on the dollar for men. Number one, that's absolutely not true. It is not true. That doesn't go into a question of which fields are chosen more often by women than men, the more dangerous fields that tend to pay better. And there are a bunch of things that are just there are so many fallacies attached to that argument. When you equalize for those various things, the, the pay is actually very, very close. And then one of the things that really separates men and women and, and Jack and I have known this for a very long time because of the nature of what we do um, and that. You know, each radio show is kind of unique and has to negotiate what it gets. Um, At least, you know, once you pass the very lower levels of radio. And and another study has come out which has shown that which is obvious, and there's so many women who understand this. Men, in general, tend to be more competitive and more combative. No way. men. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. If I was Larry Summers, president of Harvard, I'd be fired for saying this. But in general, more guys are apt to say, oh, yeah, yeah, let's find out. Then women who God or faith or uh, genetics or, or evolution made more cooperative. Guys in general, more competitive women in general, more cooperative. And where this bears out is in going to your boss and saying, not only do I want a raise, if I don't get a raise, I'm leaving. There is a there is a huge gulf between the number of men who do that on a semi-regular basis and the number of women who do that. Now, if you want to make the the lefty argument, well, women have been socialized, blah, 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 you know, there's probably a grain of truth to that, but I think it's mostly just the way we're made. Um, There's a new book out
0: by Charles Murray about that. Oh, uh, is is there? Yeah, a Mm -hmm. new book about um, the way we're built that's going to be kind of controversial. I don't remember if it's complete. I think it comes out in March. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's about that.
1: Yeah, we'll talk to him. Yeah. But they uh, surveyed who did this. It's one of your big staffing companies. Um, 28 U.S. cities in the survey, all the heavyweights that you'd expect. Um, Two-thirds of men asked for more money. In the last I guess with their 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 current or, or most recent employer, two thirds of men versus forty six percent of women, sixty-six to forty-six percent. That's a pretty big gulf. And and I'll tell you this, having worked outside the radio industry, in the radio industry, raised kids, I've got a wife, you know, I have friends, we talk about, you know, professional things. If you're not gonna ask for more money, they're not gonna give it to you. At least not in most situations, unless you're in an automatic raise field. Um, and it's just, it's so self-evident to me, and it's so not helpful to scream that it's sexism, as opposed to talking to girls. And I say this as a dad who adores his daughters, and I respect them very much. But go to girls, um, in high school, in college, whatever, young professionals, etc., and say, listen, because of the tendencies, the, the, the well, the tendencies of men and women, it's possible you're probably not as confrontational as the guy who you're working next to. And he's going to go and demand money. He's probably a little more comfortable than you are doing that. If you think you deserve the same amount of money as him, let's talk about negotiating skills and strategies and help get you more comfortable with negotiating or asking for more money or if it costs you so much in stress and you're happy with what you're making don't worry about it but you're going to hear a lot um liz warren's the, the, big on this the 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 point
0: being there then if you are making less don't make the assumption that the boss is oh, i'm paying him more because he's a man no that's not how it ended up that way
1: no and that's that would be extremely rare and as you have pointed out many times that would be so dumb who would because run a company you, like that if you run off women who are smart and can contribute and are the best person for the job you're a moron sure right uh you know there are some other stats here but i think that's the that's the one that's the most significant to this question um You know, if you're a woman, be honest with yourself. If you despise the idea, for instance, of negotiating the price of a car, I think we all dislike it, but um, just be honest with yourself and think, all right, I probably need more confidence in that area, and the more I learn about it, the more confident I will be. I could probably recommend a couple of good books for you, but anyway, thought that was interesting.
0: So if you're the sort of person that wants to have a low-carbon footprint, I never think about that. Not one second a year. But I know people who think about it all day long. Uh, You can get a crib for your child. It'll only cost $28,885. That's fair. Made with zero fossil fuels. No part of it was farmed, fabricated, or transported with any fossil fuel emissions, which is not easy to pull off.
1: how do they make it? A
0: unicorn crap it out? It's actually... This actually was put out by people who are kind of against the worrying about this sort of thing. They wanted to make a point. Oh. This is how difficult it would be ah. to have a clean energy economy. Yeah. A completely clean energy economy. But it's very yeah. interesting. Of course, you know, every piece of everything, every little metal thing had to get shipped here on a truck and built somewhere in a plant. All that, all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. On a similar score, there are a lot of people abusing California because California is extremely precious about, we allow no drilling here, we no, allow no energy production here, we will not have our beautiful landscapes and air and water sullied, which means that the 35 Million people in California import all the energy, so they use just as much, but they truck it across the planet mm. as opposed to making it next door. And and people congratulate themselves for that in Cal Unicornia. But this is actually pretty interesting.
0: They wanted to see whether or not it was possible in 2020 to do something like this: build a crib that was totally fossil-free. It is possible, but very challenging and cost almost thirty-eight or thirty thousand dollars to build a crib. Mm. But they had to cut down the wood with an electric chainsaw, which meant they couldn't cut down a very thick tree, which means they had to change the plans that you would have normally for a crib to try to build it out of the tree, et cetera, et cetera.
1: It'd have to be solar power, I mean, because if you're burning natural gas to get your electricity to charge your chainsaw, that doesn't count. The
0: tiny pieces of steel in the crib came from a lab that ran on hydrogen to make the world's first steel without fossil fuels, but Mm it's expensive and rare currently. Uh, but eventually they'll be able to do this sort of thing. They think, maybe. Global mm. warming was a popular part of the debate. I saw on the text line last night, that's when you bailed on the debate. Was I the... did. My eyes glazed. I actually yeah. went
1: back to it later. I just had to take a deep breath. It's, but, a, yeah. it's,
0: it's interesting. It's it's definitely one of those topics that um, uh, some people are super into and some people are not at all. I mean, they're, they're, it's it's not even close. Like, uh, I remember last debate, I was following some people on Twitter, and when they got to the climate change, I saw a couple of different Twitter feeds say, finally they get to the only thing that matters, you know, climate change. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I'm complete tune-out, fast-forward. Don't care at all. Never think about it. I know people personally that think about it all day, every day. Wow. You can't even hardly have a conversation with them without it coming up. Mm-hmm. Global warming and how it's going to kill us all. Well, I, I never think about it
1: and don't care. I tuned out mostly because it was a pie-in-the-sky fantasy stuff, as usual. Although there was finally some discussion of India... And China and coal plants and trends in that direction. And I thought, okay, at least that's real.
0: And Ian Bremer weighed in on the Twitter line saying, how could Bloomberg possibly be more concerned about India than China? I'll tell you how.
1: Oh, yeah, that was obvious. Yeah. Yeah, Bloomberg let China off the hook. China is actually improving and is uh, getting in the right direction. It's India I'm worried about, worried about. Said the, the greatest kisser of she's butt, perhaps, on the planet, Michael Bloomberg.
0: If he didn't doom himself last night and he continues to be in the mix, that whole China relationship he's got is going to become a big deal.
1: China is asshole! Yep.
0: China now has, they think, 750 million people that are living restricted lives, as in you can't leave your town or your house but a couple of days a week and that's... Now, come
3: on, China!
0: Well, yeah, an unimaginable number to us. Twice the population of our whole country.
1: Wow. Now, is that the the, the coronavirus yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Oh, listen, I ran into some great writing about Michael Bloomberg. What's what's wrong with him? And it's pretty persuasive. Was it the tweet that I read about for a guy who's so against socialism? He sure loves being publicly owned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good
1: one. That's a good one. That's funny. Booyah. That's no funny when I see it. And that's funny. Right there. So more on, uh, if you don't hate them yet, you're going to in a minute. Stay around.
2: Armstrong and Getty. That's pretty funny. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The big winner.
0: In, in spades was Donald J Trump he he was oh, yeah. he was Huge. most concerned about Bloomberg he is salivating at the thought of Bernie Sanders that for him is and my big concern for the party is it was a big night for Sanders and I, I just do not think this country is going to elect a socialist and what I don't understand why they don't go after Sanders and really make him do the math Buddha judge did it at one point but really take it apart and say Bernie it's all nice and good let's talk grown-up stuff now can we go item <laughs> by item yeah. and, and they yeah. just don't do that it's a good question that's a good question you had a guy standing there in the center of the stage that is far in the lead and and trending toward a bigger league lead and everybody was focused on bloomberg yeah cuz it was kind of the hot news story and he's a billionaire and all well, everything else but
1: yeah you know that's funny i've been uh, hungrily reading this piece about radicalism that i've referenced a couple of times in recent days and one of my favorite uh, sections of it talks about how this guy's experience was that the revolutionary struggle that he was in turned out to be largely a struggle against reality facts and evidence carried little or no weight or or math for that matter what mattered was the grand vision and then he uh he quotes um uh who does he quote i think it was uh, oh voltaire who said those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities oof yeah and i think that's true so listen i don't think Bloomberg's guilty of atrocities michael bloomberg who was the, uh, the, the leading light, the number one with a bullet there, uh, briefly? Um, I think he may have peaked the day before the debate, but we'll see. But there's this great piece written by uh, the curiously named Matt Purple. Huh. Um Do you keep that name, if that's your name? It's catchy. Memorable,
0: yes,
1: yeah. yes. If I've I'm, never heard of anybody named Purple in my life.
0: If I'm a grade schooler, I don't want that to be my name. But yeah, if I'm trying to get uh...
1: start your own private detective agency or something, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines, one of our favorite lines from the early Simpsons, we the Purple. What the hell was that? <laughs> um, he had to be there. But anyway, he opens his article about Bloomberg. He, a brief mention. It's an amusing about his public health campaign against salt, which you may have forgotten about. Now Bloomberg is running for president, and his years of behaving like a crossing guard drunk on the power of his reversible stop sign have come back to haunt him. The stupid and demeaning (sighs) remarks unearthed from the Bloomberg vault in recent days include attacks on African Americans. And he has links to all this stuff. Hyperlinks. Attacks on the elderly, attacks on gun owners, attacks on civil libertarians, attacks on women, more attacks on women, and attacks on farmers. What these comments have in common is that they're a t t a c k s or a t a x. What? A tax on attacks, like attacking someone. Okay. Yes. Yes. I don't think he's offered taxes on women. The ovary tax. I might.
0: But you get stop it? Not attractive enough.
1: What these cuts? What he's going to Yeah. Exactly. Huh? What? lesbians. Oh, boy. What these comments have in common is that they're elitist. And not just elitist, but purest grade paternalistically elitist, unchecked by the usual manners and political correctness that are supposed to govern Upper East Side prejudices. Bloomberg just says this stuff, then sets about codifying it through petty rules. He's the mirror image of Donald Trump. Only whereas Trump is our most unfiltered voice of populism, Bloomberg is the smirking id of our imperious elites. Then they go into his ban on smoking in bars, which then he followed up with a raise in the smoking age, a ban on smoking in all parks and beaches, a ban on flavored e-cigarettes. Um, and then he talks about the, the 20% who do smoke are generally poor people and blah, blah, blah. Then my favorite part. As he said yesterday you're a stupid person if you have a gun. Bloomberg holds many trademarks, but his most familiar one is his almost childlike regard for himself. He's impossible to picture without a Simpsons-style mayor slash (laughs) slung across (laughs) his chest. An ego of that size was never going to be satisfied just dictating to smokers, and so among the endless other things that Bloomberg banned as a mayor, according to a list compiled by Gizmodo, were trans fats, big gulps, styrofoam food packaging, collecting grass clippings at certain times of the year, black roofs, non-energy-efficient taxes, Naturally lowered the speed limit in some parts of the city Naturally, too, as an administration contemplated cracking down on bars and liquor stores Having been robbed of smoke breaks, service workers must also be deprived of jobs Only to magnanimously back off that initiative All done in the name of public health That gelatinous euphemism under which can fall everything from bans on private rhinoceros ownership To forced labor camps that's uh that's all funny but i
0: think after last night it's not needed i'm not sure he's going to be anything lizzie warren took an axe and gave mike bloomberg 20 wax and that is the end of that horse faced
2: lesbians
0: that is pretty strong meanwhile bernie sanders is 10 points ahead nationally in the average of all the polls he's got a double digit lead nationally he's got a 15 point lead in the contest this saturday and he's climbing in south carolina now I'll go after Bloomberg. Let the communists become your party uh, leader. Whatever.